cave without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. You make me a mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello, and welcome to Gotham City Limits, the premier podcast for all things Batman. He is Vengeance, he is the Knight, I'm Am, and that's Autumn. Hi, that's me. It's Batman. It's Batman. You uh, <laughs> have been going back and forth from Chicago to, to St. Louis, whatever. You've just been busy. Yeah. You don't have shit. No, no, I did not. I've been busy just with work and like eight other things I have to do for all my other podcasts. I also don't have shit. I was almost like, we shouldn't do this this week. But I know when you're actually moving, we probably will take a week or two off. So that's how I felt. I was like, I was like, "Mm, I kind of need a week off, but I think I can pull it off this week. It's like, it's coming up soon. It's going to be bad. (laughs) We will just take time off of this podcast for Autumn to move. Uh, Everyone can deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna turn the keys over to Rick to come talk about some other comic that we're not gonna read. <laughs> I did have a spectacularly cursed idea earlier today, which is that um there is a Batman like novel. There's like a DC tried getting into the like YA business a few years ago. Mm. It didn't really pan out for them, but um I might pick up that Batman YA book, but I haven't done it yet, yeah. so <laughs> I read I as a child I read the novelization of Batman Forever. That that did happen. The only I remember reading a novelization of Spider-Man, the the um first like Raimi film. Um, oh yeah. But go. I believe that's the only movie novelization I had as a kid. I, I've, I've read up more than my fair share of them. I'm going to throw <laughs> that. I keep throwing this out here. I throw it on any podcast that comes up. Free podcast to you. Anyone who wants it, you can have this one. Someone needs to do it. You got to read the novelization of a movie and then watch the movie. Two episodes as like a pair. And then you do it over and over again. I don't care what you call it. I don't care you get. You got to go in that order. And you got to yes. do a podcast about each one individually. Yeah, And that's it. You can have the idea. Someone do it. I don't have time. But yeah, I think no. it'd be a great podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been saying it for years. No one's bit on doing this. It's a, because, it, it, because it's a lot of stupid work watching bad movies and reading bad books. <laughs> but... <laughs> the, w- the two of us are like constitutionally just not capable of just like purposefully reading bad books and watching bad movies for podcasts. But there are a lot of people who like work in that space of like, oh, I'm going to watch something that I know yes. I'll hate. Also, I have I have ideas I care about more than this one. Sometimes you have ideas and you're like, this isn't for me, but someone will go run with it. Yeah. Um, and I you try not to be irony about it if you take this one. That's all I ask. Just just try to yeah. be very like upfront about like what adaptation looks like and everything. Anyway, um. The actual problem is I have like I'm already maxed out on podcasts. I shouldn't be doing as many as I am. And the minute Bag and Book Club ends, I have another show I'm ready to go with. I just have a, I need to think of a name and some art, and I'm ready to go. And I'm really excited about it. So, 
this oh. is the life of having too many podcasts. It's just it's what it's like. I um have mentioned to someone like, oh yeah, after I move, run that podcast idea by by me again because um I kind of want to do it, even though I cannot do it, but I I kind of want to do it. So <laughs> that yeah. person's listening to this; they know. No one, no one's come <laughs> to me with an idea good enough that I want to do a show. But I have a show idea that I think people are gonna like. It's for next year when we're done with uh, <laughs> Tolkien. You know what it is. Yeah. I think everyone thinks it's a good idea. So yeah, no, I love that idea. Yeah. So. Um. Uh, anyway, that's what's going on. <laughs> and that's why we're not going to talk about Batman much. We watched Prophecy of Doom, the 19th episode of Batman Animated Series. It came out December 6th, 1992. It was animated by Acom Productions, teleplay by Sean Catherine uh, Derrick, uh, story by Dennis Marks, uh, directed by Frank Parr. Autumn, what happens in this? Cold open on um, a cruise ship blowing up. That's sentence one. Uh it's important. Yeah, bold. Bold of you to throw a <laughs> sentence away like that. It's important to say that, but I don't know how to seg it into sentence two. Um, Bruce Wayne is at dinner with his um, girl du jour and um, her father, who is also a billionaire. And the billionaire father is like, Bruce, you need to come to this meeting uh with this guy called Nostromos. He's been it, telling me, it is, like... It is really important to note here that it is not Bruce Wayne's girl du jour. It is his, like, a, a middle-aged friend and his daughter that he's hanging out with. <laughs> okay, I thought he was dating her. That I thought that was I don't was the think thing. so. I think he's friends with the guy, and he just brought his daughter, like, oh, if she can marry Bruce Wayne, that's great, but it's not, like, whatever. <laughs> so she... Um, it, I, I'm jumping ahead. Let me finish the thing I was saying. He's like, you need to come see this guy, Nostromos. He's been telling me what stocks to invest in. He told me not to get on that cruise ship. He told me blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I don't know about this, Dad. I think he's uh, having you. Sentence three, Batman decides to investigate. So Bruce Wayne goes and he, like, you know, pretends that he's being taken in by this Nostromos guy who predicts, Bruce Wayne, you will die. Um, Sentence four... Um, this, uh, this guy and his lackey, uh, try to assassinate Bruce Wayne to, like, prove to everybody, look, we have, you know, we, we can see the future and you need to give us all, all your money because we can see the future and I promise it's going to be safe. But luckily, Batman shows up to save Bruce Wayne's life. (laughs) Um, sentence five. Um, so... Destromos needs uh, Bruce Wayne's friend's signature to, like, take all the money. He's got all the money. He's going to uh, take it. He's kidnapped um, the daughter, and Batman shows up to save the day. Uh, and that's it. Uh, really good episode, uh, but, like, really good because I just love, you know, stories where Batman investigates a thing and then saves the day. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> not that like remarkable you know um i was looking this up and uh lisa's voiced by heather locklear who is one year away from really blowing up in melrose place okay i was like how she do i know that dynasty name? which um, <laughs> yeah. yeah she's like she was just a famous television actress of the yeah. 80s and 90s as um, soon as i saw her face i was like oh right heather locklear okay <laughs> um anyway uh that's just fun happenstance um yeah. 
So the guy who plays Nostro- the Nostromo guy, uh, mm-hmm. he, he just has a real name, right? What's his name? Uh, his name Carl is... something. Carl Nostromo. Uh, Carl Fowler. And he's like, oh, he's an actor. And then they show a mugshot of this guy, and he just looks like this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not makeup. He, he just, he just, but... ha- he, yeah, he's balding, so his hair's, his hair's fake. But the weird, dramatic, like, double batwing eyeshadow, that's just his eyes. They just do that. He's just a, a terminally evil looking man. <laughs> It's so good. The mugshot of him just looking like this. <laughs> yes. Um, it's so good. It is it is beyond the pale, honestly. Um This this show loves dudes who are just their face determined that they were evil from birth. <laughs> they just have evil faces. You can't do anything about it. I'm it's sorry. It's a hard life, but you know, Someone's got to live it. Yeah. Um, so do you think this is about evil, like, like psychics? Or do you think this is about uh, Scientology? That's my question. Oh, you know what? I hadn't thought about Scientology. I thought this was about, like... I guess I just thought broadly that this is an episode about, like, oh, look how, you know, these rich assholes can get, like, taken in by just, you know, any charlatan off the street... Uh, but it's definitely a, like, it is specifically about Scientology. I feel that now in my bones. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, you, you wouldn't obvious, like, it doesn't draw enough direct conclusions for you to be like, oh, like this, they're doing a Scientology parable, but it just mm. seems so, like, pointedly, like, aggressively about how these rich people are all taken in by this guy who just bro- thought up this stupid religion. He's just an actor. Mm-hmm. He doesn't matter. Uh, he's clearly a fake, but everyone just buys in. And now they're in this weird secret society where they spend all their money. And like, and like the, the way that like Bruce Wayne and the girl like immediately see through it and see like a charlatan just feels like, Oh, if these guys had any fucking sense, they would see that, you know, this is all a scam, but they just don't, you know, um, they don't uh, do it. Yes. <laughs> I do love the idea that Bruce Wayne is the only smart rich man on Earth. Like, literally everyone else with money in the world of, of Batman is either evil or stupid or both. <laughs> I do love Bruce Wayne saying I had to give him $10 million to keep up appearances. <laughs> <laughs> he does say that. Also, uh, Alfred just being like, Jesus Christ, $10 million. It's very good. <laughs> yeah. The part where Alfred is like a penny pincher is very charming to me. I don't think he would be. No, um, no, I don't think he would care. Um, I, he's been doing this far too long to be that person. <laughs> I may be taken with the idea of Alfred, um, being a penny pincher when it comes to like Bruce, like you don't need to be, you know, spending ten million dollars to keep up appearances. But like he'll spend whatever on himself; he doesn't care. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think that's a good version of Alfred. <laughs> but um, that, that's fair. Uh I was just deeply amused by um henchman guy going back to Nostromos and being like, "Man, I don't know. Batman showed up. Who could have thought it?" Well, that was crazy. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> oh, that apparently Bruce is like, Wayne got out one floor before you cut the rope. 
<laughs> yeah, that henchman is very silly. Uh, the plan to like burn the he uses like acid on the rope, right? I watched yes. this yesterday. I'm trying. Yes. yes. Uh, I feel like dropping acid on stuff to like cut it is like the, a thing that only exists in cartoons. No one yes. has ever done this in the history of people, <laughs> and I'm sure that's not true. But it it just feels fake to me. <laughs> this episode, just in general, feels very like. A little bit like Looney Tunes, like a little bit like over the top and absurd yes. in the way that like, you know, you, I guess I was watching this and rem- reminded of like, oh yeah, this is like contemporary with like Animaniacs and Freakazoid. Like this is all yes. the same, like <laughs> the same people making these shows. Mm, yeah. Um, um, the thing that is great is it all predicate on this idea that you need like a doomsday cult and a secret society for the all to rich to hoard their wealth into like a survivalist enclave. I'm like, that's just what rich people do all the time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really funny with like living in 2021 and knowing like no rich people get swindled like every day. They're really yes. easy. <laughs> but also, they definitely all have built, like, their bunkers for when society, like, revolts. Yes. Yes. Like, the, you didn't need to tell them that. They already all have these. Um yes. Also, I don't know why. There was something very funny. And I'm sure this, like, makes sense. But there was something deeply funny about uh, Nostromos being like, and I need you to convert all the money to gold right now. <laughs> <laughs> I need all of these in gold bricks, <laughs> so that no the one can. Where he take like it. then like threatens the guy and like forces him to sign over. I'm like, if you played this more subtly, you would you would have gotten away with it. I just think like he forced the issue in a way it didn't yeah. need to be forced. He could have been fine. He yeah, could have gotten he, away with all this money. Yeah, he could have just like you know tried to get him to sign it today. Waited a little bit longer. Like you just you could have been you could have been fine. You could have been fine. Um, (laughs) also it is very funny um the 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 way that the either the writers don't understand or they're writing a show for children like oh yeah we put all of it into a super fund and like just these like made up like fake terms when this would obviously be like way more complicated in the real world um it's very funny to imagine all these rich people putting their money into one bank account um, to reform society. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, speaking of, like, bunkers where people go to survive, Bruce Wayne has one of these. Like, yeah. literally, Batman's defined by being a man who built one of these under his house, and he just, <laughs> he just like, runs a war from under from there and yeah. has for, like, 20 years. <laughs> it's fu- It's funny to imagine, like... It's funny to reconcile, like, Batman war on crime guy with, like, Batman who, like, finds out his friend is being swindled and just takes the yes. weekend. <laughs> this this show has no awareness of Batman war on crime guy. No. It might as well have not have happened. And, no. like, it's not, like, new. Like, that. that's, like, Dark Knight stuff. Like, that. That it's, like, ten years old even when this show's being made, more yeah. or less. Um, yeah. But they're not touching it. They just no. have no perception of it. It yeah. doesn't really trickle in to the to the DC animated universe at all. There's a little bit in Justice League, but even then, not really. No, no, it's um, just not their interest set. You get yeah. to like Under the Red Hood. That's a Batman waging a war on crime. Yeah, I, I mean, even like Return of the Joker, which is like a movie explicitly about like oh, Batman like keeps raising these children to like uh be be a uh, small batman for him doesn't yes. quite get to this doesn't yeah. quite get there it's more about like father son relationships you know yep. yeah um which is 
you know, I like it. This is like the Batman of my heart in some ways. Um, even if I do have a deep affection for like, no, I will just wage war on crime guy. It's weird because like this is the Batman I grew up with. And I have, I think like ultimately I kind of agree, but I just wish this Batman like dared a little more. And it's more because of the show and the era it came out in. Right? Yeah. Like, this is a boundary pushing show, but not really in thematic material in the way that we talk about themes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, this show has to pave the way for other shows doing that later yes. in some ways. Because it's yeah. 1992. Um, yeah. Um, and it's interesting, like, coming back to this, I'm like, man, the thing that the thing that watching this show has really made me realize is I'm really excited to cover Justice League. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, every time, like, you know, I watched um, Epilogue, and um, I'm probably going to watch... Um, Comfort and joy soon. Um, oh hell yeah! <laughs> um, like I just I just keep thinking about Justice League. I just keep thinking about like stuff that I like in Justice League. I'm so excited to get there. Um, I love that show. <laughs> but this is this is literally Batman goes out of his way to use his skills as both Bruce Wayne as Batman to stop a guy fleecing the ultra rich. Like mm. ultimately, what crime is being committed by Nostromo? Other than like, I guess he starts trying to murder people. Then, but Batman's the one who tips him into that. Once again, Batman is the escalation. That's what the joke was all about. <laughs> he had it going on. Um, there well, were no super criminals until Batman became a super vigilante. Well, and also like. Batman didn't know that they were going for murder until he showed up. He was yes. going to stop this from happening, and then coincidentally, the um, like it escalates into murder. Um, and you're absolutely right. Like, um, he's the one that makes them <laughs> escalate <Yes>. into murder. <laughs> they would have just gotten away with the millions of dollars, and a couple of rich people would be out of some money. But like, I don't give a shit about them. They're no. they're the ultra rich. They suck. No. Also, like. Batman can like throw away, throw away ten million dollars to keep up appearances and be fine. The lights are still on in the Batcave in that shot, you know. Yeah. Oh, this episode. Uh, speaking of the lights being on, just looks incredible. There's a really good fight sequence where like a uh, there's a spotlight shining on um, Batman and this henchman he's fighting, and so they're just drawn in like black and white. It's so good. It's weird because like that's just really good, but I think the like finale with all the planets feels like they just didn't have the budget to go full yeah. adventure movie in the way that it's like meant to be. Yeah, it feels like they're getting toward like uh loop in the third stuff there yes, and they don't the, Yes, this could be Castle Cagliostro like levels of in intricate like pulp adventure fighting on a big device and it just can't do it. Yeah, I felt like um there's like, throughout this uh, episode, like, the shot of, like, the the cruise ship, like, just going across the water, I thought looked really good. There's a lot of, like, really good, like, Batman, like, standing on thing and cape billowing. And I was like, oh, this episode looks really good. And then they get to the big action set piece. I'm like, ah, yeah, that's this what this show looks like. <laughs> yeah. It's not, a, it's not even, like, it's a great idea. They just can't, it's, like, too ambitious for what they've got. Yeah. Which is the, the worst part of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. <clears throat> there one of the one episode of the show does just explicitly do Caliostro, right? I I remember I vaguely remember that. Or is I it I have no idea. Okay. Um 
Maybe I'm thinking of... Is there like a Cagliostro fight scene in Mask of the Phantasm? Whatever. I'm not going to look this up. (laughs) Okay. I was like, are you thinking of the Cabibob episode that's referencing Batman the Animated Series, Pierre LeFou? Which does both? (laughs) I have not seen Cowboy Bebop. You should just watch Pierre LeFou and report back next week. It's really fucking good. It has very little to do with the like overarching plot of Cowboy Bebop. What little of it there is. But they just made a like homage to Batman the series. It's fucking incredible. I did have a moment where you I thought you were just telling me to watch a Godard movie for no reason. I was like, weird, I don't like that movie, but alright. <laughs> no, no, no. The episode is called Pierre LeFou. Okay. Uh, I've not seen the Godard movie, so couldn't it- tell you. It's fine. I don't like Godard movies. No, 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 none of my friends like Godard. I don't like Godard either, but I feel like I've been pressed into the (laughs) position of defending Godard relative to everyone else I know, which I don't even, I'm not even like holding this opinion strongly. I'm just like, I don't think he's that bad. I think his movies are kind of whatever. And like, yeah, he's a misogynist, but it was the sixties. Everyone was. Pierre LeFou is maybe like the movie of his. I like the most of what I've seen and I still don't like it very much. Okay. (laughs) I think uh, he did a band apart, right? A band apart's probably one of his i like the most i don't know that i've seen that one i think i i think i saw like three of them i was like i'm quitting this i'm done yeah godard's band apart um someday i'm gonna watch all the godards but um yeah jules and jim is Truffaut. true that's a good movie that's i like that one quite a bit i i should watch more um i should watch more Truffaut movies because um I really don't care for 400 blows, but I feel like I have more room in my heart for like what Truffaut is going for than Godard. Um, I think those are literally the only two good uh, Truffaut movies I've seen. So, um, oh no, I've, I've the Bride Wore Black. That's a good fucking movie, man. Yeah, I have seen I have seen the Truffaut adaptation of Fahrenheit 451. That movie is like really bad, but in like a fun way. And I like. <laughs> Oh, the this guy needed bad, money. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I remember watching it as a teen and thinking like, oh, this is like, look at what it's doing to like this book I love. And now as a, you know, adult looking back on it as a person who doesn't like that book, I'm like, it's a really funny movie. Godard clearly just needed money because like, I don't know why he made that. <laughs> or not Godard, Truffaut. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just like first English movie, right? Yes. So. Yes. I assume part of it is like, what is the, what are the English audiences going to want that's going to help me break out or whatever? Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely that. It's definitely like, I don't know how much studio meddling is going on in that movie, but it definitely feels like there's like some weird, like, I, I don't know much about the movie, but I know it feels like there's some weird war going on between like Truffaut and like the writer and Bradbury. Like, it feels like the movie's pulled in like eight different directions. Um, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I have not. Uh, I've not seen it. Uh, just abandon the Batman gimmick and just do the <laughs> podcast. It's fine. We'll keep all the music and accoutrement, but uh, you know, it's fine. Um, all the movies that stairwells won't do and reptile screenings won't do because they're just kind of they're like a little too normy in in their old fashionedness. I it's where all my gaps are. I don't. I don't have like a. I'm not going to, like, blanket say we'll never cover a French movie on uh, stairwells, but I am mildly amused by the idea of never covering a French movie on stairwells. You, you know you know, this opinion makes me incensed. <laughs> just, just beside myself. Like, I'm ready to, like, theatrically tear at my hair when you say things like this. Like, 
We'll probably do City of Lost Children at some point because I haven't seen that in a very long time, and I would like to know if I still like it. You're just, just um, going to pick bad French movies. That, this is the worst <laughs> possible world. <laughs> okay, see, now we've crossed that off the list. Because if you say it's bad, I haven't seen it in like forever. I'll just I haven't trust seen you. it forever either. I you you should not. <laughs> when I watched it, I thought it was like. Just ridiculous. But I was like in my early 20s, mid 20s. You can't trust anything. You, sorry. Sorry to you specifically. You can't trust anything someone in their mid 20s thinks. <laughs> See, I saw it in my mid teens and like had never seen a movie with like, you know, fisheye lenses before oh, yeah, or like, enough. you know, um, Ron Perlman emoting. <laughs> That's fair. I've seen. Four uh, Jean-Pierre Genet movies, and the one I like the most is Alien Resurrection. I just don't like... No, I've seen Delicatessen 5. Also don't like Delicatessen. I just think he's like a weirdo who makes movies I don't vibe with. <laughs> Other than Alien Resurrection, which is not like a good movie, but I love it a lot. I thought I thought you were the person who's like, Alien Resurrection is the best uh, Alien movie. It is. Or, okay, okay. <clears throat> but it's like still like a weird mess and do, doing three things and one of them is like a fake firefly because joss whedon wrote the fucking script and right like that's funny but also miserable because you just see every problem firefly is gonna have in this when um, are writers in that movie okay i should watch that yes it's good she's a robot <laughs> and her and sigourney weaver have like this weird flirtation throughout the film it's great okay i, sh- I guess i have to watch two other alien movies before i can get there but i should watch that yeah. um yep See, the thing with Alien, Alien's a classic, but it's mm. also like the most turbo racist movie everyone doesn't yes. realize is turbo racist ever yes. made. Um, you just look into like their inspirations. Everyone's like, no, we really fucking loved, uh, what's her face? Lenny uh, Riefenstahl. Of, yeah, Lenny Riefenstahl's photography of all the native Africans. And that's what he used to design the xenomorph. Really spoils the soup on that one for yeah. me, just a bit. Um, yeah. great movie though. Aliens, hate it. Fucking hate it. I'm like a James Cameron defender. Hate Aliens. Always hated it. I think it sucks. I, I just played too many video games before I saw Alien. I saw Aliens in my mid-twenties. I'm like, this is every video game I hate. Just as a movie. I, um, maybe five years ago, like, maybe, maybe at some point before, like, the last, uh, after Prometheus, before the next one after that, Alien Covenant, um, I was like, I'm gonna watch all the Alien movies, uh, not so I could see Alien Covenant, just like, oh, I should just, like, do this, because I love Alien so much. Uh, I watched a like the first hour, maybe the first 90 minutes of Aliens and thought it was the most terminally boring movie I've ever seen in my life and turned it off. So (laughs) Alien three is like weird and interesting. I don't like love it, but it's got stuff going on. It's fine. Resurrection. I love, um, I saw Prometheus when it came out in theaters and fucking hated it. Haven't seen it since. Um, I bet I'd be kinder to it now. And I, I haven't seen Covenant. I'd like to, but haven't gotten around to it yet. Prometheus is one of the first movies I remember seeing where I was sitting in the theater. I'm like, oh, this is fun, I'm enjoying this. And I walked out of it, and I was like, that was fucking stupid as shit. <laughs> the, my thing with Prometheus is every, like, thing they were gonna write the movie about and then, like, left only a little bit in yeah. is more interesting than the movie they made. Like, Guy Pierce is an old guy in that movie, and they mm-hmm. did, like, a whole fake TED Talk in, like, the lead-up to it where he was, like, ta- like he's, like, mm-hmm. the Wayland Nutani guy talking about going to space or whatever. And... I assume the implication was at some point he was meant to like be young again. And there was like a resurrection plot line. That's not in the movie at all. Yes. That just doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, There's like weird stuff about like God and like motherhood that were like, that seem like they're like fundamental parts of what the story's about, but then they just veer into like a normal horror movie for the back, like third. Um, Yeah. 
My favorite thing about Prometheus is that uh, Happy Birthday David short that was like in the lead up to the film. I think that's incredible. Perfect piece of cinema. I oh I don't know this or if I it, if I know it I haven't seen it since 2012. It's just like an ad for the David robot played by uh, Fassbender. Okay. And it's just I'll send it to you after this. It's just fucking good. It's like two minutes long. It's perfect. You don't need anything else. Okay. Yeah, I just uh, um my like memory of that movie was like watching it be like oh that's a fun idea I can't wait to see how they follow that up and I was like kind of just like caught up in like the action of it and then I was like like walked out I was like. Wow, that really just didn't go anywhere, huh? <laughs> yes. None of that added up to fucking anything. <laughs> um, and now I just have enough taste that I could spot that stuff while I was watching the movie rather than walking out and thinking about it for two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. I know that some people really like it and I, it's been so long that I'm like curious to how I feel about it. Uh, but then I do want to see Co- uh, Covenant cause I don't know shit about that movie despite it having come out and everyone's seen it. And I, I think Jackson said that I should see it, that there'd be stuff in there I liked and I trust Jackson's opinion on what I'll find interesting. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know anything about that movie other than it's like, I guess a sequel to, uh, res- uh, Prometheus, which seems impossible given how Prometheus ends. Right. <laughs> I don't know what you do with Alien after Prometheus, but whatever. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway, um, we've gone very far afield. We, <laughs> do you have anything to say about uh, the, the Batman episode we stopped talking about ten minutes ago? Uh, no, I really like this episode, but um, it is the most like, like it, early on in this podcast we did we skimmed through that list of like the best and worst animated series episodes. I would put this like firmly in like the top third but like no higher you know like oh that's a perfectly good episode you know (laughs) so yep uh okay that's it next time we are watching feet of clay part one and part two fuck yes (laughs) that's some good batman that's some good fucking batman (laughs) yeah so uh that'll be exciting um Will that be next week, or I don't remember when your move is. I know it's um, it's coming up next week. I'm still working at the store in St. Louis, so I will still be in St. Louis next week. Um, okay, it's you just let me know. I yeah, just want to announce it in advance. We're <laughs> not going to uh, have an episode, so probably an episode next week then, right? Yes, yes. Okay, all right. Well, that's it. It's time for plugs, Autumn. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Atumal underscore coffee. You can find all my other podcasts at exportodd.io. That's also the Patreon where you can give us a dollar a month, get this podcast early, get a bunch of other podcasts early. You should check out Ornate Stairwells uh, if you liked all the movie talk in this podcast because that's what we do. Um, and next we're covering Dragon Inn, um, a 1967 wuxia movie. Um, and... I looked at the spreadsheet. Nina has watched like six movies and didn't really tell me this until yesterday. So I think we're going to have a really long, like other stuff you watched episode. (laughs) Um, So look forward to that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. You can find all my podcasts on neuralmapping.com. You should listen to Reptoid Screenings. We just did an episode on Wages of Fear and are about to do one on Red Desert next week. Um, and if you want to throw us a couple bucks, one, give your money to Autumn and Nora first. They're moving. Mm-hmm. 
Just saying that. But <laughs> if you have some extra throw around, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash normal mapping for $5. You get blockbusters. Me and Jackson, once a month, talk about a movie, break it down. We just did that on Dirty Harry. That was a great podcast. I had a fantastic time. Dirty Harry is not a very good movie, but we had a great time talking about it. Um, I thought that would be a good episode. I thought that would be a good episode. (laughs) Um, And so uh, check that out. This podcast, of course, you can find at exportodd.io slash Batman. New episodes come out every Monday. But if you subscribe again to the Patreon, uh, $1, you get it a week early. Um, Free one, obviously, is a week behind. But tell your friends. Send them the free feed. Uh, Let them know that the episodes are good. They are good. We continue to do them. Yes. It might not be the longest podcast. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the best. But we, we both do, we have make fun here. other very long podcasts. So <laughs> yeah, this is most an excuse for me and Autumn to talk. Otherwise, we never would. So yeah, we're doing all right there. If this just turns into movie talk, last ten minutes every time, there are worse fates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until next time, Batman. Batman. Batman.